Hey friends, Boss Man here. I want to tell you about my new partners at Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and very easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid the podcast like the Boss Man do. To get started today, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. Welcome to Judd the Boss Man's show. We're friend of the show. Need now Southern the Jaguars, Coach Sean Woods. How are things down the bayou, Coach? Hey, things getting better and better by the day, man. Better and better by the day. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Coach, I, I know you happen to be down at Southern, man. A great university, a great tradition, man. I know you're the first year here. This first year here, you get laid a foundation. So, for us, just, just talking in general, Coach, how has the program evolved in the year you've been since you got hired last April? Because I, I, I saw in the court this year there are things that you had going that I can see going forward. You're going to have some, some good down there in Southern there. Well, you know, in your first year, whenever you're taking over a program, the very first thing you're trying to do is change the culture, you know. And uh, you know, that, that was the thing this year. And then now, you know, really, you know, getting guys, recruiting guys in that, that fits our culture. And it's going pretty good so far. You know, we've signed about four guys now. we got, you know, signed about four or five more. And I, I feel pretty good about the ones we got. I feel real good about the ones we got. And I feel really good about the ones that, you know, that we're in on right now. So the future looks bright. You know, we just got to keep plugging away and, uh, you know, get get to, you know, get it back to, you know, where Sean was had it, you know, all the other places he's been. And, and also that- to get stuff back to the, you know, the, uh, the heyday like, like it used to be also. Yes, then the coach. Now, how many of the signees you have will be there in, in, in for the for the summertime? Because it's very key for you guys to get in the summertime, work these guys out, get them in individual drills, get them some team drills, kind of get those guys to improve their games for the, for the fall. So, how many of the guys you've signed so far, along with attorneys, that will be there this summertime when it all kicks off and for that session this summer coming up? We plan on all of them being here in the summer. You know, that's that's the key to our success. You know, on and off the court. You know, the, the you know the, the the workout part from the basketball standpoint. You know, get them used to doing, getting used to, you know, knowing what we're doing uh, from that standpoint. And also, you know, you get ahead academically too. So, uh, Southern's been great about that, and that's the reason why you know, academics has been very uh, an integral part of my success. You know, being an eleven year head coach and having a hundred percent graduation rate. You know. Summer school is, 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 is very key from that standpoint and also gives us a chance to work out our guys and, and set the tone for the following year. Yeah, you got those four hours now. I know when you were more head state, you had two hours. There you got all four. So you can do a little bit more of team-oriented things, some individual drills, some skill development drills because, like you said, Coach, in the summertime is very key for a player's game to grow mentally, physically, and emotionally for, for a guy. Right. So it just sets the tone, you know, and you Great shape, individual workouts, and you know, get to play. And our pickup games are legendary up there, and the pros come back from all over. You know, like coming over Southern and playing. So it's been it's, it's pretty good. You got that right. You're in a fertile ground for recruiting. Baton Rouge out there far away from New Orleans, of course. You got Houston, Dallas. You can also get to Alabama and Florida from where you're at, even if we'll come up a little bit northern over there. So I, I feel like you're in a good spot to recruit and find talent and getting guys who want a second chance potentially who went to a different school and they, they need another chance to play faith for you and get better at their games and grow their games. So also you can go to high school senior route, of course, so you can get your national guy if you wanted to. I think that you're in a good spot to bring in talent no matter no matter which way you want to do it no doubt about it man and uh it, it, it's been great and we're gonna take advantage of, of all all that what you said 
Yes, indeed. And, and, and if God going to play for you, you have, to, have to, to defend. I know that about you. Defense comes first. He has to defend for you. And I, and I know that's something that you're that you very key on because I've seen you go as a coach, how you adapt offensively to whatever you have. And I feel like a, a guy can fish your role because he'll play hard and defend. I know there's all kind of guys that do that in that area down there. Well, you know that's the tone, man. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you what, watching the Final Four this year was like, you know, it was a beautiful brand of basketball. You know, you had three of the top uh, defensive teams in the country playing in the Final Four. Uh, and, you know, too, I'm fun to play for offensively. You know, you just I just ask you to play your butt off defensively and rebound. And then, you know, offensively, I'm going to make you that much better of a basketball player to allow you to do some things that, you know, you wouldn't be able to do in other places. You get there right. And, you know, I feel like a lot of young men – Miss this point, Coach, that if you play hard on that end of the floor, the offense take care of itself. You can get your primary oh, no break, second, secondary breaks, and you can do what you want to do. No doubt about it. Plus, you know, we play dribble drive for our one in, so, you know, if you can dribble pass and shoot and make the right play, I'm going to let you do it. You got that right. See, you want to play for a guy like this. Guys here at ATL, you hear that? You want to play for a guy like this. If you got some talent, you can do those three things. He'll play you. Come on now. <laughs> a lot of guys here get, 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 get the minds right. Come on, something get the, get the minds right, coach. And, and I want to talk to you about the SWAT, coach, because I was in Birmingham for a day at the tournament. Man, I saw how the, the conference is kind of grow itself, and your, your former assistant Dylan's up at Alabama A and M. They're doing. He got the full time gig there, man. And I just feel like this conference is getting better for his coaches. Uh, coach PLT is using there with Johnny Jones at Texas Southern. So, as a league coach, how do y'all feel about how the league's growing with coaches and players? The quality is getting better and better in that league there. Well, it is. You know, that, 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 that you know, we're, these schools now, these swag schools are going outside the box. And I think Mississippi Valley kind of set the tone with me and also like guys like James Green that we weren't, we weren't your typical historical. Uh, slight guys, and we came in and had success. And uh, I think now people are starting to, you know, head that route now. You know, saying because now you want to see something different. You know, you want guys that's got a lot of experience in the game of basketball, that's been taught and been played and played and at the highest level, so they can bring that type of environment and that and that type of culture to to your program. And yeah, let's look at let's just look at at the first four game. Byron's team could have really won that game they ran against at the end. You know, that those, those kids that found Dickinson kind of made a, a bit run at them, but they could have won that game. So the conference was represented well, and I'm pretty sure had Texas Southern won, they wouldn't have to play, play the play-in game because they had beat some people. So I just feel like the conference is getting better, and even though you guys have to play those games for money, you guys are competing and beating guys even though, you, even though you're being bought. Oh, no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look what Mike Davis came in and did. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, I I, I I had a good run at Valley, and he came in and, you know, and, and, and had his run. And and uh, now, you know, Byron came in, and, you know, I, you're right. They, they they outplayed him before, he, you know, for, for 38 minutes. Just didn't finish it. But you know, just let you know that, you know, you know these schools down here ain't too bad at all. And a lot of people don't like playing us anymore. You got there, right? And, Coach, watch how I tell my fans here that when you got an HBCU school like Tennessee State and OVC or you guys going to swag, the record is misleading because you have to play these schools to raise money for the university. So you're you most likely you may liable to get beat most of the time, but this does not mean the team is that bad because you have to play on the road all, all the time. And I feel like people – Get on the swag like, oh, look at the records. No, it's because of what they have to do for their schools. This what looks worse than what it really is. Oh, no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's one of the most underrated situations in, in the world. You know, it's just like, for instance, you know, North Carolina would have a problem beating, North, beating Kentucky at Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, Duke would have a hard time beating North Carolina at North Carolina. So now, you know, all our games are on the road. It's yeah. hard to win on the road, whether it's, whether it's a paying game or not. I mean, look, two high majors, you know, Indiana don't play Kentucky no more. You know what I'm saying? You know, Kentucky goes to Kansas. You think they're going to expect to win? No, nine times out of ten, Kansas is going to beat Kentucky at Kentucky. Nine times out of ten, Kentucky's going to beat Kansas at Kansas. You got you know, that. Right. We would, we would, you know, or getting to the SEC is hard to win on the road, you know what I'm saying, within your own conference. So you you putting that your first 10 games and, and putting swag schools in that situation, that's tough. 
You know what I'm saying? So that, that that's not fair to judge, you know, swag teams and swag coaches because of the things that they have to do, with the, you know what I'm saying, in the free conference. You got there right. And, and this is my thing, Coach, and this is something that I've talked about for years. I feel like if you're an automatic qualifier, like the SWAC or the MEAC, you should be forced to play and play in a play-in game. If you don't make it via a AQ, okay, fair game, but I, I hate when the SWAC or the MEAC always thrown into that play-in game at the, at, the, at the first four. Well, that's because of the RPI rating. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to understand that, too. We're not the only teams that play in the, in the playing game. You know, you got other teams like BYU is in the playing game. Who else is in the playing game this year? So, you know, you got some schools, other schools besides flag schools, they got to play in the playing game depending on your APR because you're only as good as the worst team in your league. Yeah, you're right about you know what that. Saying? So we're only going to be a one-bit league. We're never going to be a two. Like the OVC finally, with Belmont, finally got an automatic bid. You know, not winning the, not winning the conference tournament. But that's rare. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you always, you know, they're going to they take the top-tier teams, you know, five or six out of the top five conferences, and then everybody else just, you know, trickles down and it depends on what your conference is rated in the country, and then there you go. You know, unless you got some real significant wins in the regular season in those five games, you know, it's kind of hard to get out of that playing game, you know? You get but that right. instead of you as a 16 seed, your first game is against a number one seed, now you're you know, you're a team that can play against somebody else in a, say, for instance, a low high major conference or high mid major conference, and it gives you an opportunity to get you an NCAA win. So, you know, you you, you pick your poison. I, I think it's still fair, you know, from that standpoint. You still have an opportunity to play somebody that you got an opportunity to beat. That's still an NCAA win. You know what I'm saying? No matter how you slice and dice it, you got to win on your NCAA tournament. Get there, right? Coaches, I like, I like swag coaches as well because you all have a duty. Be father figures, child, young black men, and go to them as be young black fathers, husbands, and businessmen because I feel like it's very important that young black men see an example of a successful black man in their coach. And how, how's that duty being the coach of, of, of HBCU help you to just try to make sure these kids have a good example every day that they can be successful men after they leave out, out of your program? Well, here's the deal. When I'm, when I'm in a swack or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I don't do this for fortune or fame. I was this kid once before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I take pride in watching that kid walk across that stage with a degree. You know, he's coming from the projects of Baltimore, Maryland, or Gary, Indiana, or, you know what I'm saying, wherever. And, you know, and somebody's going to look out for them and make sure they get that degree. And then also, you know, our plans are used to be a pro anyway simply because I don't want to coach nobody who doesn't have dreams and aspirations of being a pro, whether they want or not. You know, because that means they love the game of basketball. You know, I don't want to coach somebody who really doesn't love basketball. I want somebody who loves basketball. You know, you can go get a degree anywhere. You know, but I want somebody who has the same mentality as me as far as the game because I'm going to make sure you graduate. You know, you have no choice. You know, you got to go to class every day the whole nine yards. So, you know, you, you get a guy that's driven like that, they just need to know how to be driven. You know, they don't know. It's my job to tell them and teach them. So that's what I get out of this. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. You know, to have a 100% graduation rate and 19, 20 guys playing professional basketball right now, you know, I think that's pretty good. That's damn good. I'll say it for you. That's damn good. <laughs> you hear me? It's damn good. Last I got for you, Coach, that shot by Dame Dollar last night, man, with the Trailblazers. In your time coaching, Coach, you've been a part of a game where you've seen a shot in like that before where a guy just pull up 40 feet, 30 feet, knock out three and end the game in your career, man. No, but you know what, though? You know why I like Dame Dollar? It's because he's driven. He got a chip on his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? And those are the guys you win with. Those are the guys you want to go to war with. And he's paid his dues. He's the most unheralded, un- unappreciated NBA All-Star now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of him, you know, because he's been getting knocked out the first round. You know, it took him last year, the year before, to really become an NBA All-Star. Now he's trying to get his, his props, and he beat a guy that's been been touted for a long time, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's his time, man. I'm so proud of him. I don't know what to do because, you know, he, he, he's underrated, and, and I live and die with guys that, you know, those type of guys. 
and he's one of the few guys in the NBA still who works out on his own. He is not work out with other guys. He does it by himself every day. He's not being buddy-buddy in the gym with these dudes. He works out on his own to grind every day, get his game better on his own, like like my man in Milwaukee does Giannis. So those are two guys I know in the NBA who still have it to themselves and work out all by themselves to get better every day not let, and keep their competitive edge going all the time. Oh, uh, no doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? That's why the game has changed because there's too much buddy-buddy going on. You know what I'm saying? You know, I can love you as a butt, but when we on that court, we ain't buddy buddies. I'm gonna try to bust your head, and that's that's the mentality that he has. He's quiet. He don't talk a lot unless you get him going. And uh, I think Russell Westbrook found that out. You know, these last couple of weeks. You got there right. Hey, my man, like Russell Westbrook needs to stand down. I know he said it. He told Lillard. I think it was earlier this year. He said he'd been busting his blank for years. I think he's busting yours now, Russ. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, no doubt about it. You know, no doubt about it. And, he, you know, and I'll tell you what, Dave Dollar got, got a sidekick over there that's just as good. Just ain't getting, you know what I'm saying, as many shots, but he's as efficient as anybody in the NBA right now. Yes, D. C.J. McCollum can definitely ball. So I think, hey, these free agents and thinking about not thinking about Portland, they're thinking about going to Portland. That, that team is a piece away. If KD leaves the Warriors, you get a piece in Portland, like an AD or something like that, or a Kawhi, that could be dangerous for the, for the Western Conference and the league, too. And you're talking about two low mid-major players, you know what I'm saying, in college. They didn't go to the mid-major school. Weaver State, you know, and that, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and what's his name went to where? Where did he go? Brand? where did he go? Uh, Lehigh? Yeah, Lehigh, you're right. Yeah, the Patriot League. Yeah. Yes, indeed. You know, so, hey, they come from the gutter, you know what I'm saying? And they, they you know, it's, it's, it's good players in the swag. It's good players, work, you know, all over, you know what I'm saying? If you can ball, they'll see you. That's why I tell you, you know, me who asked me about the game. If they, you can ball, they will see you. They'll find you. you just That's keep... what I tell recruit. It ain't where you at. It's what you doing. Like, put that good tape out there, somebody will find you. And that's what it's all about, no, Coach. No doubt about it. Man, Coach Woods, it's great to have you back on the show, my man. I miss doing this with you, man. I hope to see you real soon, man. Are you playing anywhere near Georgia this year, man, or or is it as close as you're going to be as as A&M? No, I don't think we're playing anywhere in Georgia this year, man. You know, I need you to come down over here to the the mini-dome. You got to come over here on the bluff, big dog. Come see me now. Hey, man, hey, when that Falcons Saints week, I'm going to see if you in town, man. See you, man, because I gotta come to town, yeah, co- go. cover the Falcons Saints, so I'm gonna see what's man. good that week. Come see, come down here to Jack Nation, man. I, we, we treat you real good. Yes, indeed, because I know the campus is lit. Because I got some friends who went to Southern, so I know we're lit down there for sure. <laughs> and the, hey, and the food is awesome, so I feed you good too. <laughs> yes, indeed, no doubt. I hold, I hold you to that, Coach. No doubt, man. Hey, have a good one, man. Talk to you real soon, Coach Woods. Good to talk to you again, my brother. Hey, you too, man. You know it's always a pleasure. No doubt, folks. There's Sean Woods on the Boss Man Show. My heart keeps skipping a beat. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. I think you know what you're doing to me, you got with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, here on the Boss Man Show. We're here with the new coach of Washington State Cougars, Coach Kyle Smith. Coach Smith, how are things up there on Pullman, man? That's great. Friendliest place on earth. Yes, indeed. And, Coach, what does it mean if you lead, lead this program uh, up to Washington State in the Pat 12 after your success in San Francisco? Come on to the Pat 12, moving up there to help those guys at Washington State get back to prominence again. No, I'm excited about it. Just uh, an opportunity to really uh, try to compete at the highest level. Um, we obviously have some work to cut out and try to get this thing on the right track. And uh, I just think the support's here in the community and, and at, at the institutions. Uh, we have the we have the facilities and we have the right things in place and getting the right people on board. And, and uh, just excited to get a crack at it. And, Coach, you've shown success to build a program, even at Columbia to San Francisco. Uh, you know how to build a program. And 
how 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 were you drawing your success of those past stops to help you as you try to rebuild the Washington State brand up there? Well, I think we'll we'll stick with our our main <laughs> principles, and uh, we really talk about being a. It's really it's a character development program, and that's what we're trying to do: develop character in these young men. And basketball happens to be our vehicle. Uh, and obviously, we have to get talent, but I think that's going to appeal to the right type of guys. And I think I'm looking back at the people who have had success here over the years, going back to you know even as far back as Marv Harshman or George Raveling. And I was just actually looking through some of the George Raveling's quotes the other day, and they all kind of revolved around the same thing: it's just building a team and community and uh, I think it's a great place, and uh, more. You know, Kelvin Sampson, uh, great success here, doing the same thing, and then obviously the Bennetts, um, and that's kind of they built their foundation. And I, I was kind of in the young young side of my assistant coaching career, and kind of watching them from afar how they how they were just uh, fearless in their determination to do the things they wanted to do, um, get the right kind of guys that fit their brand of basketball, and and they just kept plugging away at it. Yes, indeed. And, Coach, uh, what if it be the biggest adjustment for you now coming from the West Coast Conference of the Pac-12? I know it's a higher conference for us, quality of basketball. Uh, are you able to recruit some of the similar guys you're looking for in San Francisco? Because academics are very important in Washington State as well, like in San Francisco. So what would be the biggest adjustment for you coaching in the Pac-12 there from the WCC? I know you probably saw some of those schools kind of in passing, not close as you will now. Yeah, I think it'll be so. I think we used to bump into Washington State a little bit because they're kind of, especially when Coach Bennett's here when I was at uh, St. Mary's. Um, but also, I think the big lure, and I think you're going to get the guys that uh, where the Pac-12 opportunity is too hard to pass up. And the idea of going to play in, um, you know, McHale and Poly Pavilion and, and just it's really the risk takers that really want um, to try to sit, not afraid to fail. So I think that's what we sell out there. Uh, we need some fearless guys that that uh, are willing to play the right way, but just just want to test what they got. And um, and so you will. And internationally, I think it uh, those guys. It's a great platform for. I think we're going to be pretty strong there overseas, and they've had success with your Aaron Baines, Brock Modems um, in the past that uh, have embraced uh, this opportunity and um, parlayed into pro careers, but also invested in the program and making it a team and, and have special memories, uh, which is uh, neat, especially when you see guys from um, other countries and coming together, this, you know, all kinds of people from all walks of life. So, um, you know, I think we'll have a little higher profile, a little, you know, a little bigger platform, and it'll be fun to, to see if we can do it. And, Coach, the Pats is one of the best conferences academically, first and foremost, and literally as well. When you combine those two factors, it's one of the premier conferences in America, if you ask me. Yeah, no, no doubt about that, and uh, I think that you know Bill Walton likes to say conference of champions, and uh, I think champions in all walks, uh, whether it's off the court, on the court, it does it does attract the the best and the brightest, and uh, to be associated with that and compete against each other, that that's a that's a pretty neat activity. You got there right, and this is a league, a basketball league. I feel like the teams, uh, the Pat Swift kind of didn't get to just just do this past year because there's a lot of talent in the Pat Swift, a lot of great coaching. The game's competitive every night because I, I love watching that. In Atlanta here, it's late at night, but I love watching those late night Dave Pash, Bill Walton games. <laughs> and no question. Very entertaining, but the basketball was in, was great too as well. Yeah, no, uh, the, <laughs> I was I was tuned in with you on, on occasion, so it was Wednesdays <laughs> and Sundays and. Watch, watch poor Dave Pash squeam, squeam there, squirm around uh, some of Bill's, uh, you know, outlandish marks. But uh, it's more than that. I think, you know, just, uh, you know, Oregon had great success. And just there's been a lot of different champions a lot in the recent years. And, and I think it's because you have such good coaches and uh, good pedigrees and good programs. And, and uh, we want to try to get Washington State back in that conversation. I'm hoping you you all do well and Cal because know my buddy Mark Fox from down here is out there now. So I'm hoping you two do very well over everybody no. else. For, yeah, for no, sure. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. We're we're both uh, we're both got since uh, inherited similar situations, and uh, it's about getting. I'm sure Mark's uh, you know looking for the same situation, looking for guys with the right attitude and good good students for sure. We're we're bumping into each other on the recruiting trail because we're both uh, in similar boats right now. So. Um, I, I'm with you. I hope we both do well too. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, coach, uh, 
how's it been going in relationships with the, with the players on, on the roster now? Because that's very key when you take over a job. You you know, you're taking over those, those kids too. Like you're balling to them to take their job. So how has that been in relationship with the young men on, on your roster now trying to get to teach them about who you are as a person and kind of learn about you and the staff you're putting, putting together right now? Yeah, they've done a great job. I know it's – I'm trying to put myself in their shoes and, you know, they're – going through a transition and you know there's certain guys not phase at all just hey and they've been great and uh they want to be good um and we're just steady like i said character development talking about faith family team and academics those are what we're going to concentrate on and and i just want them to have great attitudes work hard and just be proud to be cougs i mean i think that's that gets down to it and i think they're starting to sense that and then unfortunately they've got finals next week and uh they'll be scattered for a while and they'll we'll come back in the summer and get together but uh um so far so good and then there's seven we're just little little minute milestones and measure our victories or you know sometimes it's just make sure everyone's getting a good lift in and uh doing what they're supposed to do and just you know taking care of their side of the street as you like to say just being responsible himself and selves and we think smart and responsible win and coach, have you been getting the court the guys that kind of see kind of a little bit of what, what you have in store so far? And has that been fun so far for you? You've been able to get on the court the guys. That's my favorite part of the day is being able to work these guys out. And so that's where uh, <laughs> the other twenty two hours, or whatever twenty three hours a day, are you know stressed with phone calls, recruiting calls. But get in there, that's my comfort zone. And and they've been all eyes and ears. And we're we're emphasizing trying to get better defensively. We have to we have to address that um, before we do anything else. Um, and we're pretty skillful. We've got some guys that make shots, and um, scoring the ball wasn't as big an issue, but we got to get where we can you know, defend people and get it off the board and, and start from there. I think that's where it always starts with the, that, and so we're, we're locked in to you know, achieve what you emphasize, and so we're emphasizing those things. It's not fun in the spring to get down a stance and try to guard people, but, but they've been doing it and been doing it with a good attitude. Well, having a four hours now to work the guys out come up here in the summertime really going to help to get the defensive uh, continuity going for you guys because if you defend on that on the court, you can get secondary breaks, primary breaks, and have some fun on that on the court once you defend and stop looking to see and frustrate those guys that may take and suffer missing shots and get them all off their games there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We'll, it'll, we'll get into it until we get back in the summer and get uh, whatever. You get a lot of practice time. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, you know, uh, I know in San Francisco you kind of play a different kind of non-conference schedule. Now, here in Washington State, you're not having to be bought, per se. Now you yeah. can kind of pick, 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 pick and choose your schedule a little bit better now. So how you see CSC going about scheduling games now since you're taking over now uh, going forward? Well, I think the, it's important that uh, our out-of-conference, we give ourselves the best chance to, to win. And, uh, uh, and you have 18 league games, so you have 18 high-major opportunities which can be you know quad one quad two depending on our league does but it's really important for the pac-12 to have a good non-conference uh win loss and uh we'll we'll schedule what we need to do accordingly to to put us in a position where we can help the league and help ourselves if we have a good league Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, I know uh, one thing I like to talk about with coaches when they get a new job is the food. So how's the food in Pullman been? Well, what's some spots up there for <laughs> listeners who want to explore the Pullman area in Washington uh, State? Uh, Where's she going to lead at, man? I've, I've, been, I've been plugging one place that they're, they're getting tired of me seeing me go in there. But it's a really, uh, I think it's pretty new, Black Cypress, Italian-Greek place. Um, hopefully they'll, they'll comp me a meal. I've been saying a lot of interviews, but uh, – there's a handful of other places, but that's that's uh, been the place that's right in downtown, and you get a real good feel for it. It's, a, it's just a fun college town. I've never been a place where so many people just rep their colleges. A lot of crimson and gray, a lot of w, WSU, um, a lot of people walking around saying go Coug. So it, it's it's kind of a neat, neat spot for us. Have you talked to Coach Leach yet? I know he's an interesting guy I talked to. We had him on the show once before, and it was very interesting to talk to Coach Leach. Uh, how has he been? Maybe I've talked to him so far. No, he, he's kind of an elusive guy around here. He kind of flows like a he's in and out. He's kind of a late-night owl. But uh, in the, my conversation has been, been interesting, to say the least. But uh, I respect what he's done, and we'll try to uh, model what they're doing. But I think he, you know, same idea. He's, he has a certain way of doing things, and, we do as well, and, and uh, I think that's where we're really supported from the administration and the community. To They know it's going to, you know, you got to be a little different up here, uh, the way you recruit and the way you coach, and, 
and uh, I'll study them pretty hard. They're doing a great job. Cindy, with Coach Smith, will definitely be cheering for you guys out there, man. I said, best luck to you on the recruiting trail. Hope you and Mark know something she told yeah. too much about on that trail out there, man. But uh, best luck to you. Talk to you real soon, Coach. Thank you again for doing the show once more, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. All right, folks. It's Kyle Smith here on the Boss Man Show. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, here on the Gerald the Boss Man Show with new coach, Southern Miss Golden Eagles. He's the alma mater, Coach Jay Ladner. Coach Ladner, I know you're having to be back in, in Hattiesburg. Coach, I know you're enjoying that. JR, I, when I say this, and I say this with the greatest humility, you know, it is a rare, rare thing in our profession. There's First of all, there's only 352 Division One jobs. And to have the opportunity to go back not only – to your alma mater and where you play, uh, but also to your home city. I, I'm, I'm originally from Hattiesburg as well, and I played at Southern Miss, 84 through 88. So to go back to your hometown, to your alma mater, is just a really, really special thing, and I feel truly blessed. I really, really do. And uh, re- not only blessed, so excited about getting started uh, and and. And, and making Golden Eagle basketball or doing what I can to make it Golden Eagle basketball uh, relevant nationally again. And, uh, you know, I do – I want to be the first to compliment Coach Doc Sadler. And, as you know, your people may know, Doc uh, resigned a couple weeks ago to, uh, to go back with one of his former bosses, Fred Hoiberg, to Nebraska. And, you know, Doc inherited a situation there that had just – had a – gotten was was fighting some NCAA sanctions there and and they were uh you know in some NCAA uh scholarship reductions and so it was a tough tough job there for a little bit and I thought that doc did a great job of mitigating that those uh uh scholarship reductions and NCAA sanctions and so forth and kind of keeping the head above water so I'm very appreciative of doc Sadler for the great job that he did during that time despite some adverse conditions and uh, we're looking forward to kind of getting started and, and and hopefully take that thing back to the next level. And, yes, D. Coach, and you're a passion for your university. I can hear it in your voice right now, and I know you do a great job. And you have had shown success up these South East Louisiana of growing, growing a program. And so I know you can build this program up at Conference USA because uh, I've seen what you did down at your previous place, and I know you can get players to come out and play for you because Conference USA is a good place for guys who want a second chance to, or a high major that wasn't the right fit for them to come play in this Conference USA. Still playing a great conference, gets great competition, still get seen because Conference USA is a strong league, a very, very yeah. strong guy. Fields gets overlooked a little bit. Jeff Jones does a great job. So Rick Stansberry. Uh, we got McDevitt's going to get MTSU going as well. You got yep. Grant McCallison out there in North Texas. I feel like it's a lot of great coaches in that league and they're going to get this league really going real, real soon here, Coach. Well, I, I certainly agree. And, and you know, one of the – I think one of the uh, things that maybe – most people don't realize but is a great, great plus for me in this particular position is the fact that uh, southeastern Louisiana or Hammond, Louisiana, and Hattiesburg, Mississippi, only about an hour and 45 minutes apart. And what that means to us is, is we've cultivated the exact same ground recruiting that Southern Miss recruited. So it, now we weren't always able to get at southeastern Louisiana. We weren't always able to get the higher-level player, but a lot of times we did, for instance – we were able to dip into Mississippi and get Ty Brewer, who was a one-time UConn commit, actually, out of, out of Mississippi. I had coached high school basketball and junior college basketball in Mississippi my entire career prior to coming to southeastern Louisiana. So we still already had a, a, a really, really strong base of contacts and relationships there. And, not, and, and due to the location and proximity of where we're located at southeastern Louisiana to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, again, we're, we were recruiting or certainly aware – of the same, uh, many of the same players. So that's, it's almost like that we haven't, it's not like, you know, I, I had to go and change, go to the Midwest and establish a bunch of new contacts there or far West or the Northeast. 
we're actually recruiting the exact same guys that we're recruiting here. So our relationships are already strong. That gives us, that shortens our curve, our, our, our learning curve, so to speak, there in, in a big, big way. And we've been able to already hit the ground running in terms of recruiting. And, uh, our, you know, our, our familiarity, people are familiar with us, we're familiar with them. And that, that's just going to mean such a big difference. You mentioned Conference USA in terms of, uh, of level. Uh, you know, and certainly the names that you mentioned, and, and uh, are, are those are, you know, those are good basketball schools. Western Kentucky is a good basketball school. Old Dominion is a good basketball school. Certainly Grant has made a quick, quick turnaround at North Texas. Uh, Middle Tennessee has always been a good basketball school. Had a, had a little bit of slight dip, but they have lost so much when Kermit, uh, Coach Davis left to go from Middle to Ole Miss, and they're going to be back. It's a great league. It's a great challenge. And, and we're excited about tackling that challenge. And we want, we want you, Jr. to mention uh, in a year or two to mention Southern Miss basketball as, as, as one of those schools that are at the top of, of Conference USA and fighting for conference championship and right to go to the NCAA tournament. I'm just, I'm just excited. As you mentioned passionate about it. I am, I'm passionate about coaching anyway, but it, there's, a, there's an, a little bit of extra motivation in the fact that it's your home, hometown and home school. I'm, I, I could talk about it all night. I know we got a short amount of time. I don't. I, I'm, I'm probably answering way longer than you wanted me to. But I'm. Oh I'm no, coach, you're great, girl. man. You are great, coach. Hey, coach, look here. I have flexible breaks. I can. You can go long as long to, coach. I, I got flex breaks. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I love it. I love it. Yes, indeed. And coach, like I said, I wish you had school in Georgia, and but I'm, but y'all right in my backyard: UAB, Charlotte up the road, Middle Tennessee up the road, West Kentucky. If I want to go that far, past Nashville, and I, I see you've a, a good footprint in Florida as well. So the footprint of the league is it's a very wide, wide base, which gives you also room to recruit in them states as well, because the league plays in those states as well, like, like I just mentioned. Yes, uh, certainly, and, and you know one of the things that that we had done at Southeastern Louisiana, we 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 recruited uh, certainly Louisiana, Mississippi, you know, into Texas, up to Memphis. You know, those were areas that our coaches could could easily get into their vehicles and and get to in, in just a short amount of time. But we also had a strong recruiting base and recru- uh, recruited hard in Florida, certainly the Florida Panhandle, but also down in the Miami area. One of our coaches there. Uh, was was really strong in that area, and, and a number, so our roster reflected that. You know, Southern Miss has a, a great imprint. Uh, really, really has, and is, has I think uh, certainly across the entire Mid South, and and it's going to be. It, it's already. I mean, you let's let's just face. I, we can get into more living rooms, more higher level living rooms at Southern Mississippi than we, we could necessarily at Southeastern Louisiana. It's just, that's just the difference in the levels of, of certainly the two schools. So uh, our, our ability, and, and let's face it, whether, whether we do or not, that's going to be the uh, uh, measuring stick on how successful we're going to be is how successful we're going to recruit. This year, Jr. We were, we've obviously got a late start. I was named the coach last Thursday. You know, signing day was last Wednesday. So, you know, we're we're behind the eight ball, so to speak. So what we've – the first thing we've actually had to do is re – any time on a coaching change, you've got to re-recruit your own roster. I felt like that we've gotten off to a great start uh, with the returning players. Uh, uh, certainly the commit that Coach Sadler and his staff had in place, that was our next step is to evaluate those and evaluate and assess our needs on our team evaluate those players and establish those contacts and i'm i'm happy to say those those they have been extremely receptive uh, 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 of the coaching change and happy about that and again those are some of those players were players that we already had a strong relationship with they maybe have committed to southern miss but you know we, we always had a we, we had a strong relationship with them familiar with them so it certainly made things a lot easier in fact as soon as we hang up uh, from this interview uh, I've, I've got a, a, a visit with a young man. Obviously, can't get into any particulars, but uh, right here close to Hammond, Louisiana, but uh, but in between Hammond and Hattiesburg. So we're able to use those relationships that we've already had. We've also been able to – we want to capitalize off the, the, the imprint that the University of Southern Mississippi has across the Mid-South and, and then stretch out into other areas. We're, we're certainly comfortable recruiting in the Northeast. We have a strong base of contacts there. So I'm excited about recruiting. That's one of my favorite parts of this job is building the relationships and meeting the people that are in, involved 
it was recruiting. Some some people don't like recruiting, and some coaches, head coaches particularly, to disdain it a little bit. I look at it the other way. I'm I'm excited about recruiting, and because I know that's the lifeblood of our program, and it's the lifeblood really of any program. So the stronger we can recruit, the better players, the better types of young men. Uh, we're very particular about the types of young men that play in our program, and obviously, so we want we want good young men, but and, and good basketball players. Then that gives us a better chance of success because I'm competitive. I, I think our our fan base is excited about what's going on. Uh, uh, and, and and again, you, you, you I, I've kind of rambled a little bit in terms of the recruiting, but it, 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 we want to get back. We want to be able to reach the imprint of the University of Southern Mississippi. We want to be able to reach throughout that imprint, which is the Mid South, and and be able to have a good enough program to attract young men that want to come play basketball at the University of Southern Mississippi. Hey, Cole, you're doing a great job, Coach. You're going down my list for me. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. you, I got hey, my you, list. You, this is not our first interview, so maybe we got to know each other a little bit better. Yes, indeed. Yeah, you're, you're, you're hitting all my list, too. I like it, Coach. I love it. Now, non-conference-wise, Coach, been conference USA, now you can tell me is do you have to be bought a little bit and then come to USA like, or can you actually just play with you, 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 you want to play? Yes, you have great insight. In fact, we're, we're in the, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, we're, we're right there now where we're, we are having to be bought a little bit. Uh, uh, it, it depends on, on, on what we're able to generate, but uh, two or three guarantee games, nothing, nothing, nothing just, you know, over the top and, you know, I, I would say that may have been a little bit of the attractiveness that I had as a candidate. I was used to being at a school where we were, you know, our, our financial situation required us to be, you know, to play a number of guarantee games, uh, but certainly, you know, certainly more than two or three. So um, and that that's no big deal to me. I, I told our athletic director, you tell me what we've got to bring in. We're going to welcome it with open arms and, and turn it into a positive. One of the things – uh, reverting back to my time at Southeastern Louisiana, it that that's just the way it it was at that level. You were going to have to play, you know, a number of guarantee games, and and we had been all over the country. We've been to Cal and Gonzaga and Texas A and M and Texas Tech last year, TCU, Florida State, Virginia, you know, uh, 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 Georgia Tech, Cincinnati. I mean, I could go on and on of all the the LSU outstanding teams that we had played. But I turned around and used that, JR, in recruiting and said, we're going to play this kind of schedule every year, one of the most attractive non-conference schedules in the country. You're going to get to go places that most kids are never going, whereas other people are sitting at home and padding their schedule with non-D1s and this kind of thing. We're going to play this type of schedule, and I want the young men that want to go do that, that want that challenge. And I'll be honest with you, I found in recruiting that kids like that. They wanted to go play those type teams. And, uh, and and we wanted players to recruit players that wanted to play that kind of big-time schedule. We're going to do the same thing at Southern Miss. Fortunately, we won't have to do it as much because generally that's a, it makes it very difficult to be successful when you do that. But, uh, but we welcome that with open arms, and, and we are, in fact, putting our schedule together as we speak. That's something that we've gotten a late start on as well uh, there because of the – the timing of the job, but uh, we're going to play it. We'll, we'll play a big time non-conference schedule at, at the university of Southern Mississippi and hope we can get ourselves to the point where we're generating income. Maybe certainly we, our goal would be to get an NCAA tournament, get some of that tournament money in here. And therefore maybe instead of having to go play guarantee games, we're able to play a stronger home and home schedule against uh, some very attractive opponents in the non-conference, but certainly for the time being to answer your question. Yes, we're going to have to play, uh, a few money games each year to help make our financial obligations meet. Well, Coach, I hope they're Coach Lanier and uh, Amir and Josh will play you home and home here. <laughs> get, you, get you to the ATL, Coach. <laughs> I could take you yeah. out a little bit. Get some well, nice food in here great. in Atlanta. <laughs> you know, when, when, certainly when I was at Southeastern Louisiana, we played Georgia Tech. Now, Coach uh, Coach, Coach Pastner wasn't there at that time. But, uh, but, but, but anyway, that's a, you know, that's not a, Atlanta's going to be a, that's a, that's an attractive game for us if, if eventually we can work that out. Um, because of our, uh, a proximity of Hattiesburg to there, you know, you're talking about four and a half, five hours. That's an easy ride down Highway 59. Um, uh, and, and Atlanta will be, we have a strong alumni base in Atlanta. We're gonna. That's gonna. Atlanta plays great basketball at the high school level, so that's gonna be an area that we will recruit 
much harder, and that's kind of going back to our, the, the, pri- the previous question you had for me, Jr. that we will recruit Atlanta much harder. That will be become part of our what we would consider our home uh, recruiting base, and Atlanta is going to play a big part of that. So us being able to play uh, at Georgia Tech and certainly maybe even at Georgia State in the future, uh, you know, will, will be uh, important to us in terms of our exposure there. So that, that's something that we would, we would certainly consider. Coach, everyone tell, tell, tell your dad happy birthday. Don't have a birthday. You have to say happy birthday to your dad. And, Coach, I'm just so happy for you because I know this you I'm, I'm a martyr. I know how, how proud it was for you. So I hear it in your voice, and I want you to do well because Southern Miss deserves it to do well. I know you Thank keep you. that train rolling, Coach, and I look forward to seeing you in Atlanta. When you, I, I'm going to text you with my number against you. have my number. So when you're in town, you got to let me know. We'll definitely meet up. I love, love, love you. Coach, you, come you town. You've been very good to me. I, I, you, I can just i've never had the chance to formally meet you but you're always so upbeat i can tell you got a smile on your face i feel like i i'm the same way so you and i you i think you and i would hit it off about as well as we do on the phone we're gonna even hit it off better and we go have some fun too i can promise you that yes indeed so, coach look, look forward to it coach i'm yeah. looking forward to it man i really do I thank, thank you for your comments coach and i, I do man oh, i'm smiling right now this is great for me i love this business job i have i love it well, I'm the same way. I don't have a job. I've got a. I, I, I get to go to do what I want to do every single day. Jr. Sounds like you do too. You're passionate about what you do. I'll, I'm honored to be on your show. Please let me know if I can ever. You know, uh, uh, if you ever need me on again, you know, I'm just a phone call. What? Coach, will they have you on a lot of times, Coach? I love yep, talking yes, to you. Sir. Great, great conversation, Coach. Hey, Coach, have a great evening. Hope we get that recruit and get them, get them in there. Something, Miss Coach. Have a great one, man. We're going to go give it heck here in just a little bit. Thank you, Jr. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, we're here at the Boss Man Show. We're here with the new coach. The Gulf, the Gulf, the Tennessee, take up in Cooksville, Tennessee, the OBC, John Pelfrey, Coach Pelfrey. How are things up there in Cookville, man? Everything is going great here in Cookville. Uh, we're we're really enjoying our new home and uh, getting to know the players and the community. Uh, certainly, there's a lot of work to do putting together a staff and those types of things. But uh, uh, we've already started trying to build something. Yes, indeed. What does it mean to you uh, to come to Cookville, Lee Tennessee Tech, a school that has had great tradition in the past for basketball? Steve Payne did a great job. All the years he was there. I remember when I was younger, I was a ball boy overseas tournament. When they was down at the municipal auditorium, I remember seeing them play well then. So I know they have great, great tradition in Tennessee Tech. So how does it feel to lead this program going forward? Well, we're very excited to have this opportunity. And certainly we have a tremendous respect, you know, for the past and uh, all the coaches, certainly Steve Payne, uh, put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this place, and everybody's respectful of that. So for us, we're humbled by the opportunity. Uh, we're excited about, um, you know, the chance to come in here and to uh, learn, lead, and and compete in college basketball. And this is a really neat place. Uh, there's a lot of things that we have here that show commitment and support uh, by Mark Wilson, our athletic director, Dr. Phil Odom, uh, our president, um, and it's a time where the OVC is kind of at an all-time high. I mean, uh, you've got two giants in, in Murray and, and Belmont who are um, there year in, year out. Austin P and Jacksonville State are certainly um, putting back-to-back seasons together of, of showing improvement and, and being really competitive. And I think that uh, the leadership here, I think uh, uh, the community in Cookville, they want to try to be a part of that. And certainly uh, there's great challenges right now in the OVC. And um, we had two teams get in the NCAA tournament. One was in at-large. They had three NCAA tournament wins. And uh, there's a real good chance we'll have a lottery pick coming out of our out of our league. So uh, just a lot of really good competition. And, and that's something I think everybody likes to be a part of. 
Yes, indeed. The OVC is getting getting better. Like I said, even the teams who struggle, coach. I, I know it was last year. The games was talking to Coach Figure and Coach Harper and Coach Bird and Coach McMahon last year. They was somehow even the teams about the bottom of the league give you a hard out every night. So from from one through twelve, it's a hard game, whether they're home or away. They're gonna break it every night in OVC. Well, there's no question about it. I think that everybody you know is is trying to get the best players, the best coaches. Uh, just really build good programs uh, in the Ohio Valley Conference, and 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 what we're talking about right now is basketball. You know, and, um, but there's a lot of other good sports and a lot of other uh, talented coaches, student athletes, um, and so it's just a really fun time to be a part of this league, and for us particularly to be a part of Tennessee Tech. And coach, you've had success building in South Alabama and Arkansas, and I feel like you've a, a great mind for building a program because you've been assisted in great programs too, where you help those programs be successful. So, in a school of Tennessee Tech, you have to build it out and build stability. I feel like you can do a great job with it because of your experience and you've had in your previous stops. Yeah, I think you know. Um, for me, I think I'm in a completely different place than I was. With I had a couple of other opportunities to to be in leadership and. You know, I think obviously there's a lot of people out there that are really talented coaches uh, who can recruit, who can fall in love with the logo, and certainly I was one of those guys. But I think for me right now, what I want to um, be better at and take on all challenges is, is in terms of leadership. And, you know, can we put this thing together where it benefits the student-athlete, uh, the program, this university, and the community? And um, I think that's kind of uh, the thing that I'm excited about to be given this opportunity by again by Mark Wilson, Dr. Odom, to be in this type of leadership and and to because it's not about me. Um, this this will never be about me. It'll, it'll be about the players. It'll be about our coaching staff. It'll be about this program. It'll be about this university. And it'll be about this this town. And um, I will be the guy that you know will be, will be held accountable. And I, what I want to do is you know set healthy guidelines and and boundaries and. And uh, whether it's for players or coaches or, um, you know, being a part of this community and then hold everybody accountable and uh, be able to to set the expectations clearly and consistently. Um, that's where I want to be. Uh, that's where I want to be, you know, better than maybe I have been in the past. I think my best days as a leader are ahead of me. And, and hopefully, um, you know, I'll, I well, I know that's my that's my job is to, you know, earn everybody's trust and respect, especially when you come through the door with, and you're basically now having a chance to lead young men that you did recruit. Um, you're you're having a chance to be a part of faculty and staff that um, you know doesn't really know you. So it's it's my job to come in here and earn everybody's trust and respect, and I want them to know that I'm gonna work extremely hard to do that. Yes, indeed. And in coach, also being in Cookville, you're in a great spot right in between Nashville and Knoxville. If easy access to go up. I six sixty five. You can go seventy five to recruit up and down, or go forty west of Memphis that way. So I feel like you're in a great spot for talent where you can your staff can really just drive and find players, whether it be down even Charlotte, even that area. Or you can find players all around the radius of the Nashville, Cookville, metropolitan area, and you can get guys to come there who wants to have a second chance, maybe a transfer or a JUCO guy or an national guy or even a high school senior. You know, I think we are. Uh geographically located in a very good spot um you know and i think for me this is a, is a i love this i think see these people i identify with everybody here and you know just in terms of um being kind very welcoming generous um there are a lot of places uh like you said from a recruiting standpoint that you very easily to get to uh, i'm excited about being close to home um it's been a long i've been outside the, the state now longer than I have when I lived in it so for me to be geographically closer to to home in Kentucky and uh, my brother's only about an hour and a half away my parents are a little more than that but um, yeah it's it's going to be exciting to have a chance to go back and play you know in the state of Kentucky and see family and friends and um, have them come out and support us and um, but we do live in a, in a place that we feel like is going to be very comfortable for us very comfortable for our student athletes, a place that we can come home. Yes, indeed. And coaches, you kind of touched on a little bit in your previous answer about 
getting to know the guys that you didn't recruit, uh, kind of getting a relationship with the building relationship with those young men. So how's that been going so far? And have you been able to get on the court with the guys a little bit before that final start here real soon to kind of see what you have evaluation-wise for you to develop that plan for the summer to get these guys better for you come, come the fall time? Yeah, I think for a student-athlete, I completely understand how that feels. You know, recruited by one coach. And then somebody else comes in. I, I know what that felt like. Coach Sutton brought me to college basketball as a player, as a student athlete. And then he left. Coach Patino came in. You know, what's the new guy thinking? Do you have plans for me? Do I fit this? You know, is he going to take a time to get to know me? So for me, you know, uh, from day one, it's been about trying to earn the trust and respect of the, the guys in the program. And, and, um, we're starting to develop some relationships. We've done that through phone calls and text messages. We've done that through individual one-on-one meetings uh, and obviously being on the court with those guys for uh, a few workouts is another way to uh, spend time, grow a relationship. Um, they have been really hardworking. Uh, it's a very attentive group of guys. Um, a lot of the young players got a tremendous amount of experience you know, last year. And I think you know, the, the workouts and all these types of interactions that we've been able to have has provided me with an opportunity, obviously, to first and foremost, to learn about them, what their hopes and dreams are, but also to kind of let them know what we value, what's important to us. And um, one of the big things that I've tried to share with these guys is that I really believe that mindset matters. And, you know, talent will let you down. Uh, invariably, the best players are the guys that work the hardest. Uh, so we're going to talk a lot about mindset and obviously, too, we're going to talk a lot about being process-oriented every single day, doing my job, knowing what my job is and why it's important to do it a certain way, do it to completion, obviously giving great effort with mental and physical toughness, uh, and then having a, keeping a great attitude because you control that every single day. And an attitude of which where I'm always looking to take care of my teammates and take care of Tennessee Tech. If we can do that, That'll keep us process-oriented. The problem is is the world is very, very results-oriented, and when you don't get the results you want, the first thing that happens is, you know, frustration. So um, I think for me right now, getting to know these guys, developing trust and uh, respect for them, for them to gain, have that trust in me, and then obviously sharing with them what I value and what we feel is going to be important, what's going to help us be our competitive advantage. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at CoachTWheel24 or Instagram 
Travis L. Williams 24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.